0: The following announcement has been paid for by Wild Games Productions. We are in volume five, and this is going to be a special insert. The last show of the year. Yay. I'm sitting here with <laughs> Nick. Hello. And everybody remembers Sal. Who? Yeah. <laughs> you.
1: Oh, me. I am here.
0: Yeah, so most people probably say I'm Sal. Um, so, yeah, we're back with our last show of the year. A special insert. We're doing a special show this week uh, mm. in celebration of the Star Wars movie coming out, but we'll get more yes. into that shortly. Uh,
1: Celebration-like so life day?
0: Yes, oh. this, this is your life day.
2: God.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> had to
0: bring that up. Yeah. So, uh, Sal, where, you've been gone the longest out of all of us. What have you been doing?
1: Um. Well, I've been doing a lot of stuff with... Uh, actually, I have been prepping for an uh, upcoming D&D game. Oh, um, actually, it's Labyrinth Lord stuff. Oh, cool. Um. Nice. And it's an amalgamation, basically, of Labyrinth Lord and Sword and Wizardry. Um, it's just taking bits and pieces of stuff, and I'm putting it together a lot of house rules. But I've been making a lot of props for the game. All um, right. Yeah, uh, I got DM a lot Scotty. of... Uh, actually, I made the I made the Wand of Orcus. Wow. Yeah.
0: I see you've been commenting on DM Scotty a lot lately, so I
2: figured you were building his yeah. stuff. That must have been a heck yeah. of a project.
1: Um, actually it's, it was, it's been pretty easy. Um, huh. yeah, it's like the stuff that I, I make, it's, it's, it came out, it's come out pretty good. I've, I've taken a couple pictures, but I don't want to show it cause I know one of the, one How of the did sit-
2: feel about it though.
1: Well, it's not his, so he didn't mind. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's a replica. Yeah.
2: Um, Jeez.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, one of the, one of the people that are in actually the DM Scotty group is one of the players that's going to be playing. So I haven't been showing too much, but I've been working on that. Um, I actually found an old adventure I had wrote uh, uh, when I was a senior in high school. Oh, boy. Wow. And it was terrible. Oh, it was
2: horrible. (laughs) So you're going to run it as
1: is. (laughs) I want to desperately, but it's just – it's really bad. Um, So I took it, and I started – Tune it, tweaking it, and it's it's worked out a lot better. Things have things that I've gotten over the years have, have added to it and made it better and made things make sense. Um it was almost a Gygaxian dungeon of Death Hey, there's a unicorn in this room. Why is there a unicorn in that room? It doesn't matter. There's a unicorn in this <laughs> room.
2: It doesn't matter. Sounds like Rock.
1: <laughs> right. And 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 right next to it there are four orcs who are sharpening their weapons. We didn't think oh. to kill the unicorn. Yeah, it just it, it, nothing made sense. It was all put stuff put together. Um but that's it what it was. Sounds I've been like a scene well.
2: out of the movie Legend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except no Tim Curry. Uh, oh. Yeah.
0: What about you, Nick?
2: Well, gosh. Uh been doing our last Star Wars campaign with my friend Jeff and yeah, just got off fresh of that last night. We got all um for our our Christmas gifts from Jeff. Everybody got a, a hardbound printed version of the revised, expanded, updated rules of the Star Wars Role Playing Game, which is amazing. Oh, yeah! There's it's really sharp. Um, everything. It's black and white inside, but it's a color cover. But it's excellent, excellent, excellent. Love it.
1: What an yeah. awesome DM.
2: Yeah, just great. He's been and been doing a great job. We ended on a cliffhanger here. With our game last night, where eventuality is coming around to where our our one Jedi in the group who has been through a couple of personal trials, like running into some Inquisitors and facing them down and defeating them, not necessarily killing them, you know, taking a limb or right here or there, because he is a he is a Jedi, he's not a Sith, not yet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> went to a planet where. How the whole plot ties in. Basically, he's going to be uh, ended with him facing down Darth Maul and then Curtin. So he's going to face down Darth Maul. Yeah. Should be interesting. So, and we're starting to build our little rebel fleet here. Um, so, we're, because the timeline, I think I said in the past, is like, it's basically the timeline of star wars rebels between episodes three and four
0: mm-hmm.
2: so there's the rebellion is not even really organized yet we're we're kind of starting the organization of it all right now we're all trying to link all these other uh groups together so we don't even have a like a cohesive command structure yet <laughs> so it's very much in its um the very beginning stages which is very cool I really enjoy that, so that's kind of a. There's a, definitely a sense of tension to the whole campaign so far. So really loving it.
0: Yeah, I noticed that that Star Wars is really getting into that whole. Let's do everything more closer to the original movies that came out than anything that LucasArts did. That was everything. Lucas focused on everything on Clone Wars and yeah, that which is that, fine, which is good. I like that era, and most people did too. They were fine yeah. with it. Some people didn't. They really hated it. But I noticed Disney's like we're just going to do it in this era because Lucas did it that era and shoved it down everybody's throats, so let's shove this down their yeah.
2: throats. Wow. I got a feeling, though, that it's sounding like, because now we're talking about the new movie of The Force Awakens and hits the snooze button and goes back to sleep for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Running gag joke online. Um, mm-hmm. But with the new movie, it sounds like what Disney slash Lucasfilm are doing is they pretty much got everything wide open. It could be anywhere from the Clone Wars. There's people saying, could there be some stuff later on from the old Republic era that we might see? I mean, who knows? you got a huge, long history, literally thousands of years open to you. Disney's going to take knows?
0: advantage of it, trust me.
2: I mean, if anybody's been following the news on this, what they're going to be doing, there's going to be a Star Wars film every year for perpetuality until they don't make money on them anymore
1: wait there's so, a new star wars movie coming up
2: yeah did you not know oh, oh yeah there's the little movies coming out in just a few days <laughs> check that out yeah so uh, yeah really jazzed about that there's going to be the anthologies film there's going to be you know uh, rogue one which mm-hmm. I love the premise behind how they, they took it from that first paragraph of the scroll of a new hope is like well how the hell did they get those plans and who was that first group so that's going to be very cool. There's going to be a Boba Fett anthology film, Han Solo anthology film.
1: Are they referencing Boba the- Fett? Where?
2: Yeah. <laughs> where? Are Boba they, Fett. Are Boba they Fett.
0: referencing the books for these movies, or are they just on the whim making these up?
2: You know, I don't know. I, don't I heard know. that they
1: weren't using expanded universe for canon anymore.
2: That's correct.
1: But um, George what's... Lucas said, "Disney, do what you're going to do. It's cool."
2: Well, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of in that respect they. Now Kathleen Kennedy did say doesn't mean they can't, you know, pick and choose things out of the old EU which is now called the Legends line. Okay. Right. It's rebranded as Legends, but doesn't mean they can't pick and choose elements uh-huh. out of their storylines, people see, and one. put it into what would be quote unquote considered canon.
0: They got a Legends contract,
2: okay. So oh. I mean, I mean, and it, I think it would be Remiss of them not to maybe pick ideas or characters and stuff from the old EU. I think that would be a it would be a good help, and then incorporate it into a whole new story. Who knows? I mean, I think it's I think it's a pretty exciting thing that that's coming because you know I'm a huge Star Wars fan from way back as much as you guys are. I was six years old when I saw the first film, changed my hey, freaking hey. life. So what Star Wars? What oh sorry. Yeah, the, the you know the one in seventy seven. Oh okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> Alley. Oh, he with uh, what's his name? McCoy and Spock. Yes. Kirk.
2: Yes. Yeah. Wrong. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Ain't wrong. Anyway, so we should probably actually get into what we're going to be talking about, huh, today.
0: Yeah, sure. We'll jump right into that. Uh, Quickly, I've been doing my actual play podcast. That stuff, I know people have been asking where the hell it is. Yes, where there is- you go. It is, uh, I deleted it all. I'm sorry. I can't bring it out. Oh sorry oh. Uh, no it, that'll be coming out in two thousand um'm <laughs> gotta take the time to do some heavy editing on it all and uh I got up to i think I have i have seven players six players now total cool so perfect
2: size six yeah. players is like perfect
0: and we're playing Menser d and d Sal so you should kind of like that oh, I do kinda, be fun. you're you're I a do labyrinth kinda... lord player so I'm a what a labyrinth lord player so oh yeah you're an LL player so you should kind of like Menser.
1: Indeed. Indeed.
0: Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to jump right into things. Uh, we're going right to talk... Right into the
1: store like Pit.
2: Yeah. yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> ah, talk about the original um, West End game Star Wars uh, 1987 first edition role-playing game that came out way back in the day that we all loved. I know people have been asking us over and over to do a
2: review of this. And so now we have, their op- we have the opportunity.
0: We figure with the movie coming out, and we only have one more show of the year, we'll just do it for this.
2: Yeah, why not? So, yeah, like Vince said, this is over the when the first initial release of the Star Wars role-playing game by West End Games. And to kind of give a background for everybody, it came out in 1987. Right? Right. Four mm-hmm. years after the last, what we all thought was the last film. And there really wasn't much material Something relating to the Star Wars universe at that time. It was like the three films and all the other stuff associated with them that came out, right?
0: And books weren't mm-hmm. acknowledged by it. And, of-
2: and there might have been a couple of books, you know. The, the you had that Han Solo series that was out during the time. Uh, the the stuff with Lando. Think. Yeah, the you know, Han Solo Star's End. There was there was that. And some of the other books, but there was nothing really that kind of give you a, a real in-depth view of the star wars galaxy and I, I i'm far as i know i think the the role-playing game when it came out in 87 really kind of paved the way towards the e what would become the eu the expanded universe because hmm. once there was it was just like a meat and potatoes information fest of everything about vehicles and the characters and the weapons and everything. That was one of the cool things about it. So I think it kind of, in its, in its way kind of paved the way towards what would be becoming the expanded universe. But um, just to kind of go with the basics of the game, like I said, D six star war uh, D six star Wars. So it was based off the D six system by West end games, which had its beginnings with the ghostbusters role playing game.
0: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which I I know I enjoyed, which oh, is really okay. fun. I, I liked it that it was it was only relying on one die, D six, and I'll get into how that all ties into the to the role playing game, the Star Wars role playing game here. But uh it's the book is really nicely laid out. in fact it was probably one of the things that attracted everybody to the game is the artwork and the layout of it is Okay,
1: okay hang on. I, I wanna I, I wanna jump in on you for a sec, Nick. Yeah. Now you said you liked the artwork.
2: Yeah, the artwork and the layout of the book I thought was very good.
1: Okay, layout of the book is uh, that's not that's out of my my range of, of things but the artwork I thought some of the alien artwork like you look back at it now and it's uh-huh. like wow. Yeah. Like some of it was terrible.
2: Yeah. Well the well in the original like th-
1: things that were not from the movie, okay? Cuz you know when you when you got names for things in the movie like when you found out that, you know, Walrus Man, who you had the figure for because everybody had the figure, Walrus Man wasn't a walrus. He was some sort of amphibious spider. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, So, but like that came from, uh, he was like, what's it, Aqualids, Aquanids or something. Yeah. But, you know, when you see that in the book, you're like, okay, great. You know who he is. You know what that is. Okay, great. Or you see, mm-hmm. okay, you know what a wampa is. Terrific. You know what, it, you know, you know, you know what these things are. They have mm-hmm. names. But then they would start adding on alien races, mm-hmm. and they would just you know give an elongated forehead or add an well, extra also... set of eyes, and it was like this is terrible. Like they're get- like who's doing this? Why are you why are you letting them do this?
2: Well, they did on the initial book. They kept pretty close to, from my understand, they worked closely with Lucasfilm on this, so okay. they tried at yeah. least on the initial role-playing book itself. When that came out, they they kept with what they had as far as information from George Lucas and mm-hmm. tried to put um, game mechanics to it. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yes, everything was heavily worked on with Lucas Studios. Yeah. Sorry, so, excuse I, me
2: far as far as i know and you'll even see it in some of the later books that i'll mention later on some of the artwork is is also goes back to the original ralph McQuarrie concept art for the movies when he was working on it so um
1: but i'm not talking about the original book honestly um i'm talking about like just i guess uh, some of the other books that i've seen from the old west end days yeah i guess it would just I don't know. It was lacking for what the game has, you know, is and what it represents.
0: Right, well, most of the West End artwork back then sucked. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They didn't put money into artwork. They just put money into buying stuff and doing it. That's all they right,
2: did. Right. Right. And that's like in the uh, and that's like you're talking probably something like the Galaxy Guide books. Yeah. And
0: stuff even, like that. Even the later I'm just stuff. Little,
2: I'm just looking at the initial uh original rule book itself.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah. So and that uh, – the initial rule book itself, how it's – it's not mostly uh, – the the pictures are mostly from the films. Um, and there are some really nice color plates in here. Yeah. One of my favorites is like the the advertisement to join the Imperial Navy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It kinda of, and it kinda of brings in it's that's how they're starting to bring into the whole Star Wars experience. It's like they have there's a color plate on the Incoms T sixty five X Wing Fighter and how that is. Um the Galaxy Tours thing, uh thing about industrial automation droids, the R two units. You know, talking about those. So it kinda of brings into that. Uh but that's why I it was a big seller, at least for me one of the things i enjoyed but getting into the the layout in the book and how it's uh broken up you have a player section you have a game master's section and then you have what's well, essentially the appendices of the book and the the player section's very basic they talk about how to create a character you know what type of dice you use what the dice codes mean in the game uh, to, to explain attributes and skills, and how when you create a character, and it's created from what they have are they have character templates, and so if you want to basically like a character class essentially, so if you want to play a smuggler or a young senatorial or a a young Jedi or or one of my favorites the Kixotic Jedi, <laughs> yeah, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, the, the crazy old man who thinks he's a Jedi—he's tilting windmills with his uh, with his lightsaber, you know. So,
0: I'm so just, there's just wondering one thing, Nick, and it's a burning question on my mind about this
2: book. Yes.
0: Will the Hamilton collection honor the Han Solo plate in the back?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And <laughs> you must, yeah, yeah. You know what? I got that copy too. And I'm just wondering because I wouldn't Vince's mind referencing. Is I wouldn't
0: mind having that to be honest. Will
2: they honor would, it if I send it in? I would love in? to have that too because that still shows that on shot first. Yeah, um, and I still believe that. What um, Vince is referencing, everybody out there, if you don't have the original book. In the very back, there is a coupon that you can clip out to send to the Hamilton Collection and make all of the collector's plates back in the day. They might still do it. You can get a collector's plate of Han Solo for $29.50 plus $2.14 of shipping. I don't know if they (laughs) actually honor that now since we're talking almost 30 years after the
1: fact. But it's a coupon. Uh, I have a feeling there's an old man sitting in a warehouse...
2: Yeah. With a stack and, of these
1: things? <laughs> and with a stack left going, any day I'm going to get more. and I'm gonna he's get waiting. more,
2: going to pack them up. I mean,
1: it
0: doesn't it doesn't <laughs> say <laughs> it's <laughs> a limited <laughs> time. It doesn't say there's an expiration date on it. So Just honestly, limit
2: two plates to collector. Yeah, let's there's, do there's, this. There's let's, no let's expiration send it
1: date out. on it, actually.
0: So, I mean, there's nothing stopping me from sending this in saying, dude, you owe me. <laughs> I
1: you want my You know what? You'll probably get on the news somehow. This it'll turn into an internet thing. <laughs> Give him his Lucas plate. And will show up at your house and break the break the plate over your head.
0: And then <laughs> can I punch him in the face for Jar Jar? Uh, uh, why actually,
1: Jar Jar will deliver the plate. Oh dear God!
2: Yes, I have plates for you. <laughs> All right, we're getting off track. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we are. Anyway, character templates. Not plates, plates. Uh, oh, okay. Basically, our character classes. And they, like I said, they explain the die codes. It's all D6 stuff. They explain the die codes, how they work, the difference between attributes and skills. Your attributes are, you know, your your um, strength, knowledge, uh, dexterity, perception, mechanical, and technical. Those are your base core. Uh, yeah. Like you'll know, be like equivalent to strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, blah blah blah, so on. In in D and D terms, and you have skills associated with that.
0: And we'll get how that relates and how it works in the game in a couple seconds here.
2: Yeah. And then, and then in the player section, just, you know, uh, the quick start basically, how when you're creating a character and a group of you are playing, how all your stories connect, how they all connect. So that's like the first chapter in just a matter of like four or five pages right there. Yeah. Then you have your. then they go in the second chapter about you know, the bare bones of the rules. They talk about opposing roles, how that works. Um, so if, like, if you're maybe having, um, I don't want to say a lightsaber duel. There's a whole different thing doing with lightsabers. But say you were having, I don't know, a... Pistol fight? An arm wrestling match. Yeah,
1: you're having a brawl in the bar.
2: Yeah, you're having an arm wrestling match with a Gamorrean in a bar. So you would do an opposing roll. Whoever got the highest roll of their strength would win that result. You also have what are known as difficulty numbers. Uh, Basically, the Game Master, based off of a range of difficulties, comes up with a difficulty number. You roll the number of uh, D-sided dice. You
0: all right there, Sal? (laughs) What's that? that what was it Southfell or something? Or I don't know. No, I'm good. Well, I know this whole section here, for a lot of players who are not used to the D6 role-playing system, Yeah, uh, it might come off as a little confusing. It might come off as maybe a little difficult. Not saying people are stupid, because no, no one is stupid. It just You might look at it and go, meh, this is a pain in the butt, or meh, I'm not interested in this. You can always go, and I found in the last five or six years... Mm-hmm. that you can go download something called Mini-6. It's by Anti-Paladin Games. Mm-hmm. And it's a supplement that you can insert into any D6 role-playing game, like Star Wars, for example, that allows you to give you static numbers so you can have your D&D armor class that you're used to. So sure. you don't have to sit there and roll six dice, and then the other person rolls six dice. You just, oh, okay, i got to beat that number, done. That's
2: yeah, it. you can do it. Uh,
0: what's yeah. it called? Mini-6. I'll put a link Min- to it in six. the show notes, yeah. Excellent.
2: Yeah, so you can – yeah, there's a modification to that, like Vince said, that you can have, like, static numbers for your attributes, and then you'll probably modify that for any skills that you have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But in, in the initial game, it's, it's a – just a number of dice that are associated with, like, your attribute. For example, perception. Maybe you have 3D associated with your um, perception attribute so you would roll three dice every time in accordance with a difficulty number that your GM has in mind for example so then that difficulty number could be what let's say it was an they have a range from very easy to very difficult and let's say it was like maybe a, an easy task so maybe you had to get a 12 you roll your dice if you make that number or higher you succeed that's simple as that so they talk about the difficulty numbers, they get in the combat, they talk about how initiative works, and, um, and how initiative works, movement, how shooting works, uh, how to do dodges, grenades, and hand-to-hand. And this is all based off of a D6 die roll and associated abilities or attributes or skills or attributes. Uh so it's so you don't have to worry about different type of dice it's all d six uh driven here, so they get in a little on the basics on combat, how you do all those things, and this is in the player section. then they go on to talking about skill points and what skill points are and what they and they determine the later to call them character points. It's the same thing. skill points are basically the like the equivalent of experience yeah. points that you accumulate after an adventure but you use these to increase skills that you have for example let's say you were on an adventure and at the end of that game session the uh game master awards everybody seven skill points so you write that down and you can split those skill points up amongst any of your skills to have to increase them say you wanted to prove your Blaster skill, it's at three dice plus one. That means you would roll three dice and add one to it. To increase that skill, you would have to spend three character points to increase it by another plus one to three dice plus two. Makes sense? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it does. Now I increase it to like, and it goes in increments of every die. Uh, to increase every skill, it goes from plus one, plus two, and then it goes to the next die.
0: Yeah, it's not a level-based game. It's all based on skills and attributes. Right. So,
2: close. say like for example, like like I said, your blaster skill was at three dice plus one. You use right. those skill points to increase it to three dice plus two. And then, if you want to increase it to four dice, you would have to spend
0: another four.
2: Another, it'd actually be six. Skill points and increase it to four, d the four dice. Oh, would it be? I don't know. Yeah, because it, every it's it's it accumulates. So you would go from three dice to six dice for for up to the second, and to and to get to the third one or get to four dice, you would have to increase. You would have to spend six skill points. So your blaster skill would be at four dice. The next time you get skill points, you want to increase it to four dice plus one. It would have to be four skill points. So the, hot, the you're going to need more skill points the more dice that you have associated with that skill.
0: Okay. So that's yeah.
1: Move on. That's how it's. Confuse everybody. Like so we'll just move on.
2: Okay. Anyway, so that's skill points. Yeah, and if, yeah, game if
1: they points. haven't played the D6 game yet, f them.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> then they talk a little bit about the force, and there's also force points and how they're used and this is really important in the game uh you could have characters that are like jedi that are force sensitive and some that maybe are not uh but you every character starts with one force point you can use that force point basically as a way of i guess getting out of a sticky situation And what you do is use that one force point in that round of like combat or just rolling a a skill to succeed in, whatever it may be. But when you use a force point, it doubles all your skills and attributes in that round. So if you had like your blaster skill was at four dice and you spend a force point that like, I really want to hit this guy in the head you you burn that force point and your skill goes up to eight dice so that's how you can use force points but you have to be careful using force points and how you use them in what situations particularly if you're a jedi because you could fall to the dark side
0: mm-hmm. you could
2: so they also talk about along with that with the force points to talk about force powers how lightsabers are used and they have a special section on lightsabers cuz it is a special melee weapon and it mm-hmm. un, unlike other weapons and uh, other melee weapons a the lightsaber skill is actually a skill under it's a force control skill there's and I'll get into how the force is broken up into three different basically parts you have control skills sense and alter skills if you're a force user like a Jedi. And the lightsaber skill is under the control um skill. And you it's, don't it's, you don't use strength for it.
0: It's funny because they use this control sense alter and I think they added one more on later on for like 10, 15 years and then Wizards of the Coast came in and just went
2: and dropped it, yeah. Nah, we're just yeah. going to
0: make them all one now in the yeah. Saga edition, so don't worry
2: about it. Yeah. So, yeah, they they, the, basically the Force powers are broken down into what are known as the three different sections, Control, Sense, and Alter. Control would be like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> uh, sense would be like, you're feeling a disturbance in the Force. And Alter, I guess, would be like, um, I guess what Force skill would be used for Alter. I guess maybe Force Lightning? I don't know. But yeah, um, really yes, you must die. Yeah, you you
1: Limited power. Now, now, one one thing I always thought that Star Wars could have used more of are death. And I don't, oh. I don't know if you guys are purists. Different force weapons.
2: Oh, I agree. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: have you guys ever seen like those uh, fair girls or chicks from like uh, Burning Man who swing the flaming poi? Yeah, those things on chains. Now, imagine that as a force weapon. That would be so badass.
2: Now, they do expand on that later on. They do. Uh, on different type of force weapons. Now, I'll, I'll get into that later. But in the, in the basic book, it's really just lightsabers. But um, you have control, which is how you control the force in your own body. Sense is how you can feel the ebb and flow of the force, and Alter is how you can move objects with your mind. And there are some other sub skills associated with those things. But um, so that's just they give you a little bit about the force, how those things are worked. There's a solo adventure that you can do. Then you get into the game master section, which is the really...
1: Han solo venture?
2: Yes, yeah, the Han solo venture. <laughs> you could almost call it that. I love how the Game Master section starts. It has a picture of Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) I think think that's a good start (laughs) in the book. So they get into the Game Master section. And I like the beginning of this because in the intro on GMing on the Game Master section, they tell you how you can maybe set the tone of a Star Wars game. And the two things I really got out of this section is there's a suspension of disbelief and just relax and have fun that, I mean, that's the thing about it. Cause you know how it is with star Wars, you know, if you try to apply science to it, you can't, you no. just can't do it.
1: No.
2: So, and you just got, that,
1: that was one of the things that I always loved about star Wars. Right. Is they didn't try to explain anything. Yeah. Once you know, yeah. she got into midi chlorians and this, and this, this is why this works. I don't care how it works. Right. It's awesome that it works done.
2: and that was one of the things about it It it's like you know i like the idea of like for example you said about you know the force of midichlorians i i liked it before when it was more of a mystical kind of energy Mm -hmm. sort of thing and then they tried to tap you know shoehorn science into it it just like you know just blows apart um so that's why they say you know suspension of disbelief don't worry about any quote-unquote science behind it all because If you want to do that, just think of it this. They are so technologically advanced from us, it almost seems like magic. So... (laughs) And I think Osmanov put that in one of his...
1: Right. Well, like, thinking about Ben Kenobi as this crazy old desert wizard. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome idea. Like, it changed the whole complexion of things Mm -hmm. as opposed to that smooth, cool guy running around with Anakin, you know, you know, flying and jumping in ships and doing this and that and saving the day. Right. But like, to me, like Ben, the crazy old wizard, that was, that made a perfect NPC. Right. You know, you don't know who this guy is. You don't know what this guy had going on. You don't know. But then again, that fell into the trap of pretty much everything I despised about the Star Wars game of using canon characters in your game because right, no right. dm no no guy running the game ever did it right and, but, and that's my own personal opinion and my own personal experiences yeah they ever did that right because now you became you became the jar jar of the show because right, nobody yeah
2: because all had those characters do were while like
1: you watched you watched mpcs fight NPCs and you watched monsterbation yeah. of of these things happen
2: yeah You're right. I mean, you would it's the whole Mary Sue character, you know, trap that a GM can fall into with a game like Star Wars or Star Trek. Heck, you can fall into it with D&D Forgotten Realms. Like, all of a sudden, Elminster starts, shows up, and you just sit back and go, okay.
1: Right, what are you going to do? Exactly. Oh, look, Tiamat. Oh, look, Elminster. Oh, look, Avenger. Oh, look, War Duke. That's right. I pulled out Avenger. And you start thinking (laughs) that stuff out. Anyway, and, and then you sit there. You're sit, you're <laughs> right. stuck watching a show or a movie instead of role playing the game.
2: Right, and I think that was part of it on the original game because they didn't have a whole lot of material to go on. That's probably how a lot of games went. But later on, as the game evolved and there was more material, it expanded it a little more. But they also go into into having just to relax and have fun. I, I think that kind of goes into the suspension of disbelief thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I just, I beyond,
1: let's let's well, let's
0: sidetrack here for a minute and have a little Star Wars discussion here, since we're talking Star mm-hmm. Wars, and this is what people sure. want to hear instead of just sticking to a little script here. Okay. Okay. Ben Kenobi. Okay. Let's talk about him versus Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like that they have two different types of characters here. As Ben Kenobi, what happened to his memory?
2: Two words, plot hole. <laughs> yeah, plot
0: hole. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he ever remember owning any droids or working with droids, but yet he spends all that time with Anakin and R2, and I don't remember owning any droids.
2: Well, that all depends on a certain point of view.
1: Well, not for nothing. There wasn't too much, there wasn't too much old Ben can do out there. Right. So I mean... Ben found these these plant growth that was out on Tatooine, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his memory's a little shot.
2: Right. He was smoking the local vegetarian <laughs> shit.
1: Just like, yeah, you know, Uncle Bennett, Maru, those, they, they uh. How about maybe. What are they? Water maybe, they could probably
0: explore a whole Obi Wan Kenobi thing when he went to go learn from Liam Neeson how to, you know, become like Batman or something.
2: Funny that you mention that. There's how a, to be there's wanted. A, yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of people out what? there, and I've seen on some forums, they what? would like to see an Obi Wan Kenobi an anthology film. Why? About why? Why not?
0: <laughs> I would like to I mean, see it as what's his name? Uh, who was playing the character? I can't think of his name. Um, um,
2: I know what you're talking about, but yeah, during that, yeah, with that, with that actor. I wouldn't mind Ooh, Alec seeing.
1: Alec Guinness,
2: not Alec Guinness. Uh, <laughs> he would have to <laughs> dig up his corpse. to <laughs> say, isn't he dead? That's what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> Alec Guinness. He's not much of a fighter these days. No, no. Are you talking about you uh, and McGregor? Yes. yes Thank Ewan you. McGregor.
0: You maybe explore what happened to him when he went and maybe went to go seek out teaching and maybe the troubles he went through and maybe can fix the plot hole, what happened to his memory.
2: Yeah, that's true. And Owen and Baru's <laughs> they,
1: they had him mind-wiped when they got him.
2: <laughs> yeah, wiped. that was one of the things that got me about Owen and Baru in the second film. It was like, wait a minute, you don't remember having R2 or C-3PO around? Really? Nope. nope. Not yeah. not. I mean, come on. Nope. Yeah, it's apparently everybody got amnesia.
1: Well, Owen and Baru, they, uh, you know, they they suffered the same th- problem as Ben. Because remember, in the movie, they got baked.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: can't say that was I was, was just, I was just that thinking of the. Um, Not too soon was for that one.
2: That <laughs> robot chicken episode that they did on that. <laughs> you see, see that when they spoofed that? Oh. Uh, they've oh done God. like
1: 180 of them. Oh
2: my God. When it, when Annika <laughs> comes back with his mom's body and everything, and they're like, they're whispering amongst themselves. They're going, <laughs> I guess you're now a little orphan Annie. <laughs> what? My mother's here dead. Oh, too soon? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's the whole plot holes with the prequels. I
1: know. But, but uh, there shouldn't really have been plot holes because, remember, George Lucas wrote those. I know all together at one time. Remember? No. Remember when he said that? Isn't that,
2: that weird? <laughs> <laughs> but the kind of mentioned the prequels. Uh, I did find out about a version of the prequels that somebody did. They're called the non-cheese versions. You can find them on YouTube.
0: Well, I, I was I was thinking about before before the movie comes out, watching the machete version of uh,
2: machete cut.
1: Yeah. The
0: Machete <laughs> order. Machete
2: so. cut. Oh no. Yeah.
0: Of the um, yeah, trios <laughs> in all of them.
1: Oh
2: god. <laughs> god! But there's a, um, a a a no cheese or a non cheese version of the prequels that uh, somebody that did was fan made, and they're actually very good.
0: Didn't like. I was.
2: Like, well, I watched the first two, and the, I'm getting into the third one uh, before I uh, we started today, and I'm pretty impressed. Didn't one they had a of the actors- good cut.
1: Some actor take like the first. I called actually Vince. I know what you're gonna bring up. Yeah. I called Topher Grace.
0: It was Topher, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You called. I him. uh
1: I called his place. Yeah. And I asked for a copy of that movie. Yeah. Uh, well he hung up because I don't know him. <laughs> he uh, he was the one who did that. Yes. And like a handful of Hollywood people got to see the Topher Grace cut. Could that that dude spent a long time making, and it's like it's supposed to be the definitive version of all of them.
2: Really?
0: Wait, he took oh the, yeah. Yeah, the first yeah. three and chopped it into one long two and yeah, a half he, hour movie. he sat
1: and he edited and he re-edited and he fixed he fixed the movie from what I was from what I've heard I've really? read on the internet. Well, he fixed all three movies
0: and made it into one. So. Made it
1: into one. I think it was a, like a six-hour movie.
2: No, I Is think Is this it was the like one three that's three called four. The Fall of the Republic?
0: I don't know what it was named. I just know he chopped the it's movie. It's like up. very
2: long. It's cut like three Jar Jar. something hours or something like that.
0: Cut out the Jar Jar crap. Cut out the yeah. boring crap.
2: Well, the, the one fellow who did this non-cheese version, like, for example, with Jar Jar and some of the other alien creatures, mm-hmm. he cut out all the cheesy accents and put subtitles to their alien language, which works to me yeah, which a would lot better. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because Jar Jar
2: doesn't sound like such a big ass hat anymore. Big, big <laughs> like Elmo. Yeah. So
0: Misa yeah. not gonna like that.
1: Uh, Ugh
2: <laughs> We all roar. Like seriously,
1: I don't I, I really do not know a more universally hated character. character. Ugh. Ewoks like You know what? Uh,
2: Ewoks are tolerable.
1: Yeah, not for nothing. When I was a kid and Ewoks were on ABC, they'd have an Ewok special. I watched it because, you know what? Ewoks were fine. Ewoks were okay with me back when I was a kid. Dude, I
0: hated Ewoks. I wanted to punt them every time I saw them.
2: I have a theory about the Ewoks
0: that they're your illegitimate children? (laughs) No, that they're
2: actually uh, Dark Side Force users.
1: And the
0: show just ended.
1: <laughs> and good night everybody. Good night, everybody. You hear the theory? <laughs> yes, Nick, I do want to hear this thing. <laughs> I'm right. burning to know.
2: <laughs> well, Emperor Palpatine being a Jedi, being a Sith looking for also more power, also from the dark side, builds his death star on Endor. Okay. Endor, Ewoks, okay. What do we know about the Ewoks? They're freaking cannibals. What happened to all those troops? They're banging on their helmets and everything. They wanted to roast Han and Luke. hmm Right. They're freaking cannibals, man. They eat other they eat other intelligent creatures. <laughs> well, so, that's not cannibal. So maybe, just maybe, they're manifestations of the dark side of the force. What a better way to disguise a manifestation of hold the on, dark side on. than under it as a teddy bear.
1: Now, if you were to tell me... <laughs> That they're not—they're not cannibals. They are just meat eaters.
2: Yeah, they eat other intelligent beings.
1: That's fine. That's fine. Um, however, if at this point you were to tell—you know—they were you, to use some maybe Dathomir witch problems going on there. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of magic, dark yeah, side. Maybe, there you you go. know, I you mean... got you know Chief uh, Chief what's his name and Wicket Chief, Chief Chirpa. And there's a little jagoffs run around with stone spears. They could they can get involved in some scary stuff. I, I admit yeah. that. Yeah. Although I will say that the emperor probably had zero zero knowledge zero. of the Ewoks.
2: He's probably I, gonna I, say, Let's build around the forest. Moon of he, Endor. Yeah. What are teddy bears?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Little did he realize.
1: He was cuddled with them.
2: Well, you know what? It's no far-fetched in people saying that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith Lord. i you know, we've seen that one out there.
1: Although he he did actually get all this everything underway, much in the way Gilligan did.
2: So Gilligan's on every show, genius.
1: <laughs> yeah, every show was a goof that caused something else to happen, and that's exactly what happened with this crap. Yeah. And uh, you know, they could have just left it all alone. Didn't need it. I know. I'm not going to... You know what? No. No. Yeah. This is this, this this is a time of celebration. The new movie's coming out. Yes. We're not going to lament over the, the no, three things not. and everything we didn't like about the other stuff. Because that's don't how we here. We talk about nothing but positivity here. <laughs>
2: yeah, this isn't as the Grievances as podcast. About, as long as we don't talk about the holiday special.
1: Ugh.
2: Ugh. Sal, this anyway, is... Anyway, moving on.
0: This isn't the Grievances podcast, Sal, right? I mean... <laughs>
2: So and, um they really in the Game Master section, they just expand more on what was in the, the player section and particularly about attributes of skills. They talk more in detail on the combat stuff, how that's done. Uh, they get more specifics on wounds and healing, even about like med packs, back to tanks, how they work. Um they talk about starships and space travel, how in that section, it's really basic. Just some of the stuff, uh, the the really the movie episode four, the descriptions of the the ships and those, how hyperdrives work, hyperdrive bass backups work, astrogation rules, how that, all that ties in, and a pretty descriptive section on starship combat. Not complicated, but pretty pretty um, descriptive of how everything works. And then they expand more on the Force, in the GM section. Yeah, you know? just about. How you could get dark side points by doing evil acts like aggression, killing, and fear leading to the dark side, you know? Yeah. Um, and they expand more on the, the idea of the Jedi, how you need to find a master, and more about the Jedi code and what the Jedi code is. And they have all the rules for the different force skills and how they work. And that's... Um, Then they move on how you can have other characters like aliens playing droids uh, using other templates to how you could fit an alien type creature into some of the existing templates. And then into running adventures. You know, how you prep for a game. uh, How the PCs are connected to each other. How you actually get into the game. They actually bring up like getting into, in the middle of the action in media res. You might be in the middle of action. It's very Cinematic in its approach to running the game, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of falls back to where they talk about earlier when you run a game, don't worry about the science about it, you know, don't dwell on the details, just kind of go with it. Um, it tries, I, th- they try to uh, give to the GM an idea how you can run a fun, exciting an epic game of star Wars. They even talk about like maybe creating scripts to read for some of the characters. I think that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. I, I kind of like having the, the spontaneity of it all.
1: <laughs> come well, from the again, this is, this is their first inception. This right. is their, their big first, first foray out. They didn't, to me, they didn't really get cinematic until much, much later right. when, Again, when they went D twenty, which you know you liked or you didn't, who cares? Um, right, it was just that's when you started getting into that cinematic sweeping landscape. Back in mm-hmm. D six, it was still very, it, to me, it felt confined. Looking back, yeah, when we played you know, when we played. I had no idea, and I didn't have this sort of grand scheme of things. But looking right, back, right. it seemed very confined because if you start if you bit off too much, you got stuck with a dead game.
2: Right, and you're absolutely right. The because the, the number of templates, if you read in the back of the book, there's like 24 of them. Most of them are just, you know, taken out right out of the movies. You yeah. Know, there's not there's not a whole great, a whole lot of originality of them, except maybe the Kixotic Jedi, which I get a real kick out of. But, um, yeah, I like the whole scripts to read. Uh, but they also talk about, you know, from any other role-playing game that you might have. To establish the atmosphere of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, using props. And making your own, you know, making your own adventure versus maybe having a pre-published one. Uh, I think now, in retrospect, we have a lot more available as far as, like, creating the atmosphere of the game, the props. I mean, come on. (laughs) The atmosphere of the game, you can go right on StarWars.com right now, and you make a soundboard of blasters, the Millennium Falcon landing, going into hyperspace. All of that. <laughs> you want to talk establishing atmosphere? You can do that way easier now than you could do back in
1: '87. Do you think it'd be ironic to have a ship with hyperdrive named Riddlin?
2: <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> now I think of it would that be damn funny, actually. <laughs> no this is this is the this is the cruise ship Riddlin. What? Hello? Yes.
1: We got hyperdrive. Hello. Anybody get it? Anyone? Yes.
2: Yes. Huh? Something shiny. You Look.
1: You can't get aboard the ship unless you say it. Unless you yeah. get the
2: joke. There you go. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it in the uh, GM section. Yeah. They have a sample adventure called Rebel Breakout,
0: which they've used they used in every game edition. Yeah. Going. It's
2: forward. like. Yeah. It's like the Star Wars D6 role-playing game's version of the Haunted House game uh, adventure out of Call of Cthulhu. Everybody's used it. Yeah,
0: I mean, Everybody. they even used this in. Uh, Watsy used this too when they did their. mm mm-hmm.
2: Well, oh, you know what? And it works. It's a good introduction to the game. So hey, if it's if it. The
0: only know. person that, the only one that hasn't used it is Fantasy Flight Games. They made up their own. Yeah. They stopped using it finally after all these years.
2: But I guess going to my final impressions of the whole thing, I I think for myself, it's a must-have for any old-school gamer. It's easy to learn and play. I love the color plates in the book. Like I said before, like uh-huh, that so whole cool. join the Imperial Navy sort of thing. I love that. Yeah. Um, and as I said at the very beginning, I'm I, not sure, but I'm pretty... I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'm pretty positive this is really a first, where you see the Star Wars galaxy and the expansion of it. Real first in depth look of it all, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was my impressions of the whole thing. Uh, what about you, Vince? And then we'll get on to Sal. <laughs> what are your impressions of the game, and or at least the book itself, the the original rule book?
0: The original rule book was boring. I'm sorry. It really? Was, I thought it was a boring read, except for the middle. That part was awesome. I liked that little flavor. The rest of it, I was just like, I don't know, thinking about someone like, this is Star Wars, this is the best thing in the world. You know, I was just like, Ugh.
2: maybe I'm just a fan. Dreamer read
1: Star Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shut
0: up, Sal. Uh, it's just, I, I love Star Wars. I mean, I love certain things about Star Wars, but probably not as a hardcore fan as you are, Nick, of course. I mean... I don't sit there dreaming about being in Star Wars, so sorry.
2: You yeah. don't? No, I don't. Uh, I guess I'm the only one. Here. I was
0: when I was growing up. I, I liked Star Wars to a certain point. I mean, I was loved the dark side and all that other crap, but I was a Star Trek fan
2: growing up, so sorry. I wanted to hang out with Han Solo and blow stuff up. Whoa, whoa! It's not he that said,
1: kind of show. He said stuff. I show. said stuff. Oh. No, I thought you meant Han Solo. Never Whoa.
0: mind.
2: Hey, hey, hey,
0: what? What? Now, to be, to be oh, honest, oh. I could not stand Luke Skywalker. I could not stand just, Han Solo. Oh,
1: Nick, Nick, just, just be careful because Han does shoot first.
2: Yes, he does. <laughs> you Sal, very bad, man. Sal go, Sal, go back to sleep, please. <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry. Oh, no, the book God. is. I'll go back is, to, is, my, is, back to is, my back to tank. The, the book is a good book
0: to read to learn and to, to play Star Wars, but I would say if you want to play Star Wars, pick up one of the later editions of this yeah. other role-playing game, like the one that just came out, the reup.
2: Yes, that's the one the, I have.
0: The one you have that's... the re-up. I have the re-up, too.
2: I printed it out.
0: It is a nice book. I'll give you that.
2: Yeah. And what yeah. Vince is mentioning, and you can find it on d6holocron.com, and we're going to have that in the show notes, uh, is a great fan-driven website, on everything associated with the uh, D6 game. And they have on their website every single published work on the D6 role-playing game that you can download as a PDF. Everything from the original uh, book that came out in every 87 with it. The, there's the, all the supplements. Yeah. The the, the galaxy guides. Um, all the adventures. Um, and most of the adventures are actually... They're average, Uh, there's a couple out there that I thought were very good, but they have everything that you want. Amazing, including what Vince was talking about, and I did too, the revised, expanded, and updated, or the re-up rules. I mean,
0: I had had a lot of fun playing the Star Wars games, but I never used any of the canon stuff. It was always like, you know, you're on this planet doing this by yourself. Yeah. I didn't do, like, how Sal, like, said earlier before the show, you get stuck with all the canon stuff and all the boring stuff, and everything gets shoehorned in, and you're kind of like, oh, I'm just reliving what I saw in your movie. just blue. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and so, yeah, let's go, like, what, what Sal would say then. Like, you, that was kind of like what you're saying. You can get in that whole Mary Sue NPC trap, like you were talking about.
1: Yep.
0: So, what's Sal? What are your impressions, Sal? Yes, please, please sure. do
1: tell us. Okay. And this this is the truth, God's honest truth, when I was when I was younger when we got this I was so psyched for this. Mm-hmm. This was this was amazing to see. Yeah, and like, I thought
2: every and everybody was.
1: Yeah, and, and we, you know, snatched it off the, the shelf and we got home to check this out and oh man, the friend's gonna run it. And we were so psyched we're coming up with characters, we had all these ideas we were gonna do and and you know, you went through the stereo what has become a cliche of every Star Wars group for D six. Right. You got the one Jedi who's, you know, either in hiding or you had the smuggler. Now, that's who anybody ever wanted to play. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the Quixotic Jedi, you know, it's it's a great concept, but it was more of a joke and everybody wanted to be a badass. So nobody wanted the Joker character. Unless he was a smuggler, because then you're Han Solo. And who didn't want to be Han Solo? Me. So...
2: No, you're just different. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah,
1: but yeah, the what? So, like I said, when I when I saw this book, when my friend had the book, we oh my god, it was the most amazing thing ever. Right. Because it was the first of its kind. It was new, mm-hmm. and we loved it. Mm-hmm. And we played a long time. We played a long time game. We made characters that you know, in our group, if I, we were, I were to go meet these people again, and go oh remember this? And they, we'd all laugh about it and talk about it. And when we were gonna do the show, like I said, I had started thinking about back then. But I'm with my my now brain, and I yeah, look back, yeah. and I'm like, I I would I would probably never play it again. Like it's fun, but
2: it feels fun, limited.
1: It feels supremely limited, almost. And ready, hang on, Vince.
2: Yeah. Earmuffs. muffs. Okay.
1: I feel the same way about the Marvel game. It it wound up to me. Like back when we played it, it was so amazing, and I loved it, and I loved it, and I loved it. But it seems limited because unless you're going to start, you know, yanking guys out from canon, right? Now you're stuck in a little box with, right. you know, the tag Star Wars, or now you know the tag Marvel superheroes, or the tag any any game you want to tag right now, I don't know, any I've licensed never, game.
0: I've never had these problems
1: you you speak of. So.
2: Yeah, see, I I didn't either.
1: I, yeah, like I said, it, I, think I told it all you guys. Depends. Yeah, I, I can't speak for everybody, but this is my personal right. life experiences that I've just always found to be just dull because we're all we're doing is we're playing comic books or we're playing right. this part or we're playing and, it's, and it's just uh. So yeah, well, you, not because role you playing. feel
2: like that your characters don't mean anything because
1: yeah, um, you might as well be playing NPCs. You yeah. might as well give me a handout.
2: Yeah, you feel like you're <laughs> just in the background from the main. Stage characters and yeah. I and I said this before you could you could fall into that uh, that thing with forgotten realms man I've seen it I've seen oh, it yeah, and yeah. I'm like really Drizzt just shows up in our game right it's gonna be like no I'm gonna kill him <laughs> so. you get
1: a DM who's an uber fanboy and yeah. you know there it goes then now the game is derailed into what this dude wanted to see he yeah. wanted to watch Dritz fight. You know, this dude. So here, this is what's going to happen. He wants Dritz to come spank this other guy because, you know, he talked trash about Dark Elves. So he showed up and Dritz smacked him down. Like, it's an ego stroke for the DM or whatever he wants to Whatever he's trying to get across is what he's doing. Right. And I... I... it can happen with any game, but I feel it's more prevalent with a star Wars game or the Marvel game where all star you have Trek is heroes. Or
2: something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cause, so then, Cause it's a, it's a brand group that you're of associated. Hero. Yeah. Cause you, you have a brand associated with a group of known characters. So I, I pose this, um, I guess challenge to you then, um, I would check out the revised, uh, expanded updated rules and also check out else what they have on d6 holocron and see how much they've expanded on everything i think and i think you're right in the early versions of the game it's so easily they get shoehorned in that whole you know everybody's playing those type of characters and it doesn't feel like they can really break out of that and i think you what the current rules now that they have you can get Beyond that, you could probably—I—I I know you could. You could play a campaign that's like based um, where you're all playing Sith, yeah, you know, or back any the time of the uh, the Sith Wars, or you could play, you know, something even far ahead in the New Repul- Republic and not totally not have anything associated with those mainline canon mm-hmm. characters, so. I would look into
1: that. But again, if you do, okay, now here's again, here, here's another question. Yes. If you're going to do that, you're going to play four Aqualoids, uh, you know, who are, they, they all pilot a ship. This amazing ship that they have, they've traveled, it's, it's in the New Republic, everything is squeaky and perfect and clean, and there's no evil empire, and there's no any of that shenanigans, but you do have smugglers, and you got bad guys, and you got huts and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Why why bother calling it Star Wars? Well, you can –
2: well, because Uh there are some people who enjoy just playing in that sort of, I guess, sandbox. Yeah, we call them
1: jerks. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. But like I said, (laughs) at that point, if you were to come to me and say, you want to play a Star Wars game, I'd, I'd have to go, oh, well, who's running it? And then, okay, I'll give this new guy a try if I don't know him. But if you were to come up to me and tell me, "Oh man, we got this game. We're gonna play, uh, you know, Star Adventures," and I'm like, "Oh cool," and it's the Star Wars game, I'd be like, "Oh, uh, oh, this is a lot like the Star Wars game, but it's much better because it's called Star Adventures and not have to do with Star Wars."
0: Well, so you, just you don't know don't what like I mean? Like la- it's you a don't simple like the thing. Labeling. You just don't like the labeling. That's all.
1: Uh, you know what, Vince? Don't judge me. I am judging <laughs> you.
0: I'm judging you. You do not like labeling.
1: I don't like labeling. I'm a I'm anti-labeler.
2: Sal is Sal is very politically. He goes correct. down the the, the the canned vegetable and I Rips those, off all the labels. Yeah, I
1: take all those labels off those damn cans. Can, peas, those cans beans, deserve peas. exactly. No. <laughs> so
0: what would be a great Star Wars adventure for you, Sal? Describe your one so we can understand. What would be a good well, Star again, Wars adventure?
1: To me, it's it's, it. I I really don't know. Um,
0: So if I was running a game for you and we were, I don't know, we were playing and, for example, your characters got stuck because, I don't know, some stormtroopers decide to surround you and then, for example, some minor character that you may have heard of shows up and saves the day but says, all right, I'm out of here, that would be shitty for you?
1: Um, like, if you were to, what's his name, Dak, uh, what's his name, Nick, you probably know it, um.
2: From Empire Strikes Back?
1: Dak Rendar or something like that?
2: Yeah, uh, his uh, tail gunner from, in the Snowspeed right. Battle of Hoth. Yeah. So
1: Dak Rendar shows up, mm-hmm. and he saves us. Yeah. Right? But then and he leaves. I would pop for that. It'd be funny, because it's Dak Rendar. Or, or because Porky. we know he's going to die anyway. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> right. what was it? You're, you're in your spaceship, <laughs> and, and Porkin you know, shows up. to me, up, you know. that's goofy, and it's like, okay, that was a little ha-ha for, for the right. fanboys in the group. And the DM threw it in for whatever reason. Okay, great.
2: Okay, well, how about this for? It a didn't Star
1: affect Wars? the game. It didn't. It didn't choke up ninety percent of the night.
2: Well, how would you feel about this? What if you were like proposed a game and say, okay, we're gonna do a Star Wars game, but we're all gonna be playing part of the Empire. We're, we're gonna, gonna play, play as Storm an
1: No, not necessarily. Or Imperial Agents, let's call them a, play Maybe agent.
2: Imperial Agents, maybe someone's okay. playing a Stormtrooper, maybe someone <laughs> is part of Imperial Intelligence, right. maybe you have someone who is an Imperial Navy Commander.
1: You but know, now we're like... going to run around and we're going to go do our missions, and we're going to go maybe do some espionage. We'll yeah, a little more espionage,
2: maybe a little more backstabbing. Um, yeah, that'll be great, we'll, we'll go play travel. <laughs>
0: So if we're playing Marvel Superheroes Sal, which is another game you mentioned, like So that. you want it to yeah.
2: be like Star Wars, but not like Star Wars. I'm yeah, confused. Yeah, well <laughs> let,
0: let me let me narrow this down. Shh, hold on a second. We're playing Marvel <laughs> we're playing Marvel Superheroes or we're playing D C heroes right. from the eighties. And we spend I don't know, I spend a ten minute scene because your character's going off the rails a little bit and I'm just like, you know, Batman shows up in the shadows and he's just like, you know, kid, I've been watching you and you, know, you seem to be going a little off the Hilter there, so I just want to let you know. And you have a role-playing exchange with him. It's kind of cool, whatever, and all of a sudden he just, boom, yes. he's gone. And that's right. the end of Batman. You, and you kind of have your character knows in the back of his head, "Whoa, Batman's watching me. Yeah. We may see okay. him again. So you're going to walk away from that night and be like, this is just labeled as
1: GC. No, no I'm not. And again, you know what? This, is, this really has to do with the DM. If right. I, you know, if, if you run the rest of the game, we went as our superheroes and we did whatever we did yeah. or who was the vigilante who did whatever. And we played our game. I'd be like, that was cool. I had fun. Uh, okay. Right. And you threw Batman in because me, you know, I shot someone or I, anything of that and Batman showed up and, and gave me a talking to, I'd be like, Oh, that was kind of cool. Batman showed up. Now I know just, that's just kind of a, to me, that's a DM tool. Great. You used it. Well, right. Okay. You used it sparingly. Terrific. Yeah. So, like I said,
0: same scene. Let's do the same scenario. Depends on again. the DM. So, same scenario again. Uh, you mm-hmm. do that, you're off the hill. The Batman shows up, and he's like, All right, kid, you did this wrong, so I'm going to hang around with you for the rest of the adventure. Well, it doesn't say adventure. I'm out. Yeah. That, that's, what that's what okay. you're talking about, right? Something I, like yeah. that.
2: And that's what I was kind of alluding to the whole. What is known as the Mary Sue NPC shows up and takes over the whole freaking game.
1: Unless, wait, Vince, <laughs> were we playing Star Wars? <laughs> oh Jesus! Yes, yeah, so we were playing Star Wars. And Batman, but Batman showed up. Batman showed up at Star Wars. I saw what happened with him and Vader. That was yeah. Pretty... I saw
2: that fan film too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no,
1: but that. like for for example, God. like to me, Batman if we're Superman. playing a, we're playing a Star Wars game, and you know Luke shows up and we have to help Luke out. Every other character in that game is going to rely on Luke for everything.
2: Well, yeah, of course. But then again, if the DM is the GM is really good, like you said, Luke is going to you guys to help him out. Maybe there's right. something he can't achieve on his own.
1: He needs right. you he guys. He can't get to this place without us. Terrific. Right. But anything that comes up between point A and point E, Luke can handle because he's Maybe. Luke freaking Skywalker. Maybe. Oh, these he's guys got, are here. Hey, use your mind trick. Hey, these guys are here. Hey, pull uh, out your lightsaber. Maybe. Hey, these guys well, are here. Well, maybe
2: because you know what? Hey, you can look up Luke Skywalker's stats and he's got he's got ability roles he needs to do too. So that's the one of the things he might not succeed at something. Well,
0: it's a good GM. You should know to use those characters sparingly. One sparingly. little ca- little cameo. Don't base an entire adventure around Luke Skywalker yes. and freaking right. milking his cows along the way while he sits there and kills the entire galaxy.
1: So. Right,
2: right. That's like the cameos we were talking about in the new MST3K show. Use them. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> even even though if, if if Jack Black showed up, it still wouldn't be funny.
2: Uh, but we do know that Mark Hamill is going to be in it.
1: But but okay. that's exactly I think that is it. And I, I let me let me sum that all up. And I just and just say, if you're a DM, don't be lazy. Don't do right. that. And that's right. that's the trick. And and that's what gamers need to steer away from. They need to mm-hmm. steer away from doing cliched things because then. I guarantee you, they are the first ones to complain when something cliched pops up, and they go, "Oh, that sucked because it was cliched." Right, right. Of course, it is. Yeah. Like, and, and I, 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 feel I, like, I feel like I feel like I'm not. I've demonized the old D6 Star Wars because my experiences when when I had them, we had fun, you mm-hmm. know. But now looking back, I'm like, "Ugh, that was terrible."
2: But you know what, Sal, I'm totally on board with you like that, and I think um you can fall into that trap yeah of of that because of the name that's associated with a game like Star Wars exactly. or the Star Trek role playing game or Marvel superheroes or DC you can it's <laughs> it'll be really easy for a referee game master to fall into that trap of oh man i can introduce uh, later on vader and and, the, and maybe they're and they get captured, and they got then there's Tarkin there. He's not dead right. yet. You got to right. look at his crazy looking, looking face because it looks like his right. skull's gonna pop out of his skin. And then you got Palpatine, and then oh maybe they'll run into Han Solo and Chewbacca. And see then it yeah then it comes cliche, and then the the player characters are along for a ride. Right. And so as a good DM, like you said, a good DM will use that stuff sparingly. Maybe even not even in the adventure itself, but maybe just in the background that somehow affects well, what's going on in your game.
0: Well, I learned as a DM because of the dumb players and annoying players that I've had. Never mess with any canon characters because you never know when those characters will be like, Luke Skywalker shows up and you're like you're chatting with him. And your, your friend's like, I take up my lightsaber and I stab him right in the heart. It's just like right.
2: Oh. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> and then yeah. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Because you, you know don't
0: those have people you just have, you just have that one player that's just like I'm bored. So I'm going to kill everything, you
1: know. Yeah. That's the number one reason people go to the dark side if you're playing a Jedi and <laughs> yes, the kill rest of the, Skywalker. And, <laughs> so right there. and the rest of your group isn't. If the rest of your group is playing smugglers and you're playing the only Jedi, chances are by the end of that game session you're going to be dark side because you're going to get bored because you're going to be yeah, I'm close. <laughs> yeah. You got to you got to sit there and play a paladin basically. Yeah. And the rest of this party is being a bunch of scrub nuts and running around the place, hijacking ships, taking this, taking that. Yep, and the yep. DMs, and while the guy's running the game, he's going to kind of ignore the, the Jedi guy because he has to handle all these crazy people with thermal detonators. Yeah. So now the quickest way to send that guy over the edge <laughs> to the dark side is ignore him because now the only way he's going to get your attention, I gonna well, I'm going to shoot this guy. Okay, well, I'm going to force choke this guy over here. <laughs> like, so now, now the game has totally gone off off the rails yeah and i'm again talking from experience this is how yeah. i've always ever seen it and even players play long-time players who know how to role play they get bored so what do you do you start looking for stuff to do and yeah, if yeah. you know eventually it just eventually <laughs> winds up all roads lead to force choking somebody, and then that's that's a negative. and, that, and that's just bad for everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> according to the according to the rule book, force choking is bad.
2: Yes, it is. So, and even Luke did it.
1: Right, but it's bad. Yeah, so, right. force choking is all roads lead to it.
2: Um, and to kind of close up on the resources. So we had, like I said, D six holocron, which is a great resource. And I highly recommend everybody not just looking for the the, the original rules, but look for those re-up rules. They're in there. They're excellent. Uh, Rancorpit.com. Amazing forums. Real good place to go to. They have great um, resource for uh, campaign ideas. Uh, Another one that not necessarily dealing with role-playing, but they have some gaming stuff in there, but everything Star Wars, Mm theforce.net. Great place to go to. About the movies, the canon material, some really good stuff, and some very interesting conversations between, you know, all of the people who like the original trilogy versus the prequel trilogy, you know, the the whole flame wars that happened with that. That's real fun to watch. Get some popcorn. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, StarWars.com, you know, for all your Star Wars needs. <laughs> so that's pretty much I guess the the basic rule book and the nutshell and our you know our opinions and ideas about it. So that's my take on things, and I think that's how you have it. And may the force be with you always.
0: Yes, and uh, enjoy the movie as it be out uh, in a few days. Uh,
2: oh, I can't wait!
1: And remember, everyone, peace is a lie. <laughs> or shall set you free. <laughs> those, are the, those are the two Sith rules I remember. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah.
0: And just because, to this the show,
1: peace, love, and gaming. Oh. The Roll for Initiative Podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions in association with d20radio.com. You can visit us at rfipodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even by calling us at 570-865-4210. This podcast is produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. And remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Roll for Initiative.